It's been a diary. It's been just like a dream. Woke up too late. Postcards from a rock and roll tour. From Rockstar to Uber Driver. And back. Hi, this is Gordy Marshall. And this is a short podcast about being a musician in recent times. A few years ago, I wrote a book journaling my tours with a band called The Moody Blues. It was called Postcards from a Rock and Roll Tour. And I followed this up with a podcast of the same name for a while, which was really enjoyable to do. Eventually, though, in 2015, I left the Moody Blues and put together a production company along with several bands. But then, of course, a rather disruptive microscopic virus came along and, well, we all know what happened there. Now, although the pandemic is still with us, everybody is working really hard to get back in the saddle. And I can see from social media that lots of artists are going back out on the road, which is, which is simply great. And the same goes for my bands, one of which, Go Now, has just returned from its first symphony tour of America, the home of rock and roll. We played our very first orchestral concert with the Omaha Symphony Orchestra last month, and it was a success in every regard. Now, I tell you this because good news is rare these days, and every glittering ounce of it should be cherished and hoarded and worshipped and fondled like a, a priceless diamond. I might just have to pinch myself. It's difficult to articulate quite how exciting all this is, mainly because all of the musicians I know have monumentally been knocked on their backsides these past two and a half years. The Go Now band were supposed to be flying out on a 30-day tour of America in March 2020, but obviously that didn't happen. Now, the entire music industry was hit really hard, so my story isn't unique by any stretch, but it certainly is. It's unique to me, that's for sure. So to give you a quick bit of history... After playing with the Moody Blues for 25 years, in 2015, I decided to set up a production company and put together some tribute bands. What could possibly go wrong, I hear you say? Well, it started out great. I have a few different productions, but my favourite was, and is, a tribute to the Moody Blues called Go Now. We basically took the very first Moody Blues number one record... We put it all in capital letters. We put an exclamation mark after it and we called the band that. Go now. As I say, we began in 2015 and after five years of gigging in regional theatres in the UK, we got a really good break to perform in America. So as I approached my 60th birthday in 2020, I was feeling really good. 25 years with the Moody Blues, my own production company, a Moody Blues tribute band, which was mine. And I was also regularly booked to play in a Western musical, Thriller Live, the Michael Jackson show at the Lyric Theatre on Shaftesbury Avenue. Things were looking good. So picture my birthday, Monday, March 16th. 60 years. Brilliant, brilliant. I played two shows in Thriller the day before on Sunday, March 15th. And on Friday, March 20th, we were due to be flying, the whole band were due to be flying to the US for that 30-day tour. I woke up and my wife was going to be taking me to a Michelin-star restaurant for lunch. 
and we were going to go and see our daughter, Phoebe, who's an actress, and was starring in a national tour of the play Lady Chatted His Lover. She was due to start a two-week run in Guildford, just down the road from where we live in Wimbledon. We were going to see the opening night, and that was the day the shit hit the fan, so to speak. There's really no other way to describe it. Thriller, the musical, was cancelled overnight. Phoebe's play, an entire tour, was cancelled. And the Go Now Band's 30-date tour of America was cancelled four days before we were due to fly. I'm just pleased it wasn't four days after we'd flown. We didn't go to lunch, of course. No one could go anywhere. I didn't even get any f***ing cake. So there I was, 60 years of age, my whole life ahead of me. Well, some of it anyway. And everything I'd been working towards disappearing down the river in a basket. We lost the money we spent on visas for the band and sound crew, the flight money. Norwegian Airlines famously didn't return any cash. They just gave me vouchers, which means I can fly to Oslo 50 times if I want to. And I still have thousands of dollars worth of merchandise in a warehouse in Arizona with 2020 written on it. My entire income on all the money invested in my new business, gone. However, not to panic, we are back in the saddle, having returned from a recent short tour of the States. And we're back out to America in September to play with the wonderful Philadelphia Pops Orchestra for three consecutive shows. But to get from the disastrous birthday to today's optimism for the future has been a revelation. Now, I love the phrase, nothing reveals a man's character quite like a crisis. And I was hearing stories of West End musical directors becoming food delivery drivers. One brilliant guitarist I know who plays in a major West End musical trained to be a plumber. It really was very surreal. Now, although I normally earn my living from hitting things with wooden sticks, I don't know one end of a spanner from the other. So being a plumber or anything remotely practical was out of the question. So instead, I signed up to drive for Uber. I had a nice car sitting outside the house, which looked to be the first thing to go. So after staring at the wall for a few weeks, that's exactly what I did. Now, Uber driving has turned out to be the most fascinating thing I think I've ever done. And I don't say that lightly. It was certainly the last thing I thought I'd ever do, but faced with the collapse of an entire industry, it did at least get me out of the house. What I didn't account for were the conversations I would end up having with passengers and the sheer broad spectrum of people I would meet. The second ever person I had in my car was an epidemiologist from Pfizer. That was like having my own 40-minute personal TED Talk. I've met politicians, TV presenters, leading business people from all over the world. I've rushed a pregnant woman in labour to hospital, had a lengthy chat with Apple's vice president for Western Europe, and a deep debate with a very famous international war crimes lawyer who, when he found out about my band, asked me to play at his wedding next year. There's something unique about being in an enclosed space with someone in a car going from A to B. You share this micro period of time with them in close proximity, but not actually looking at each other. In fact, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book about this phenomenon in one of his books called Talking to Strangers, which I listened to as an audio book whilst driving. And because that's exactly what I do as an Uber driver, I talk to strangers. In the book, Gladwell talks about the the uh, evolutionary and social reasons why we trust more than we suspect. 
Also, there's something hugely important in small talk, because without it, you can't get into bigger topics. I've literally never experienced anything like it. I might say, are you working today? And I might get the response, no, I'm going to the lawyers to sign my divorce papers. And I say, oh, what happened there then? And boom, an entire life story in 20 minutes. And it's never boring. Over the period I've been driving, I've had well over a thousand passengers so far in the car. And almost every day, there's a major conversation with someone. It might be a tech entrepreneur, a private equity trader. I met a CBS foreign correspondent. I even had a drunk Bitcoin millionaire who got in the car one lunchtime with his sausage dog and asked if he could borrow the USB cable in the car. He then proceeded to play Celebration by Daft Punk at full volume and sang out the window. You do have to have a philosophical approach to the job. At 6am one morning, I picked up a drug dealer seemingly going in between drops. He was a budding rapper. And when he found out I was a drummer and I told him why I was an Uber driver, he gave me a £50 tip. Then there are the American baby boomers whose jaws hit the floor when I tell them I played with the Moody Blues and they tell me they've seen me play in Atlanta or Dallas. As a consequence, out of the three shows we performed in America last month, there were a total of eight people I met as an Uber driver that came to see me play. In fact, I'm thinking of writing my second book and calling it Random because... That's what life has been recently, a series of random events, random meetings, random encounters and random luck. Getting the gig with the Moody Blues and then being an Uber driver because of a global pandemic is random in the extreme. And then to be booked to play with an orchestra in America, at the same time meeting in my car some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life is random. The fact that on one day as an Uber driver, I was helping people with their luggage at Heathrow Airport, and the next day an Uber driver drove me to Heathrow to fly to DC and then on to Omaha, where I stood on stage with my band and was accompanied by the Omaha Symphony, well, that just blows my mind. There are three American trips this year. We go back out in September to play three nights with the Philadelphia Pops Orchestra, then out again in October to play with the Nashville Symphony, the Buffalo Philharmonic New York, and some straight band gigs too. Now, the Chinese have a curse that goes something along the lines of, may you have an interesting life. Well, there you go. However, I wouldn't change it for the world. I have a quote on the wall of my bedroom written by a Native American chief that says, it's not the wound that shapes your life, it's the decision we make as adults whether we embrace that wound or rage against it. There's also another favourite quote of mine by the writer Hunter S. Thompson, which goes, the music industry is a cruel and shallow money pit, a plastic corridor where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. However... There's also a negative side. But my favourite quote about being an artist was sent to me by my actress daughter, Phoebe. There must be something crazy about artists. They willfully choose a life of uncertainty, a lifetime with no guarantees. They put their bodies through some rigorous stuff. Their lives are full of peaks and valleys and sometimes an abyss. They see unprecedented success and monumental failure all in a season, sometimes in a fortnight. They sit, stand, wake, sleep, starve, ache in awkward spots, glued together by a shared thrill. They lead disruptive lives, unhealthy schedules and also regimented discipline. 
They work nights, days, weeks, through winters and monsoons and blistering summers. Away from home, from family, friends and all things familiar, pushing themselves to breaking point. All for a piece of art, for a brief moment. And with that, I have to leave you. There has to be some interesting person that needs a lift to Heathrow today. And later this week, my Go Now band are playing some dates here in the UK. I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast, Journal of a Musician. And if you come and see us perform somewhere, either here in the UK or over in America, please do come and say hello. Until then, see you soon. Dear diary, what a day it's been. Dear diary, it's been just like a dream. Woke up to.